So you have to set your priorities to a higher standard if you're ever going to change any of your actions. When you decide in your mind that in order to get the bigger house, to get the luxury vacation, to buy the new car, when you give up the convenience of food or the simple pleasures that you're spending your money on, you will do it. But as long as the convenience of good food is your only goal, you'll continue to do the things that maintain your lifestyle. Welcome. My name is A.B. Ridgeway, and I'm the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in My Mom's Favorite Christian Financial Advisor. And on this show, we help tithing Christians become cheerful givers by providing them tips and strategies to manage their personal finances so they can be good stewards of the resources God has blessed them with. And today, we have a story that we want to share. It comes from Reddit. It was actually posted recently um, by Zaha Renchos. Um, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, but he writes, I just found out that I waste around $400 a month because of improper food management. I've been a cook from 16 to 23. Uh, I'm thinking that's 16 years old to 23. And I usually ate at my job and bought some quick meals at the grocery store because I was too lazy to actually cook when I was at home. Meanwhile, I was also a college student with not enough money to actually buy in bulk. And I didn't have the will to organize my life properly. In other words, it was many trips to the fast food restaurant, coffee machine slash shops, bunch of trips to the overpriced convenience stores, etc. Lately, I've graduated from college and now I live in a rural area with my girlfriend. The rent is cheap, $350 per month for a rented house, so $700 overall. I have a good 8 to 5 job. I don't know if it's 9 to 5, but maybe 8 to 5. And the overall cost of living is pretty cheap. But I noticed I didn't have the money I should have. I did a quick budget and I noticed I barely had to spend 50% of my income and all the essential stuff. Okay, I think what he means is he only had to spend 50% of his income uh, for the essential stuff. And yet, I had a hard time gathering money. Well, apparently, I still had the same life I did during college, except that I bought more expensive things. I looked up my debit card records and I noticed how brutal my expenses were. About 100 to 150 monthly went to convenience stores. About $150 went to non-social restaurants, grabbing a subway for lunch or ordering pizza, for example. About 300 went to the grocery store. Girlfriend spends about 150 to 200, way too much considering it's about uh, 20 days worth of food. Um, it doesn't even include trips where we eat at restaurants. So, yeah, this was an eye opener to me. It took me five months to realize I didn't adapt to a more serious and organized adult life. Thank God it was only five months, though. But ever since I've tried making efforts at cooking food at home, buying in bulk now that I can afford it, making my own coffee, making my own lunch for work, etc. is not about being cheap, really. I'm still eating tasty and healthy food. It's all about being intelligent about it. And man, I'm saving a crap load of money. Uh, I guess he puts in this edit now that it has over 103 comments. Sorry for the potential grammatical errors. English is not my first language. Let's see what uh, other people are saying. Uh, grocery budget is honestly fine. Groceries are more expensive now. There may be efficiencies like less packaged goods or more meal prep. The $250 for convenience stores and fast food lunches does hurt. Um, you could reduce that by purchasing sodas, etc. at the store and bringing your own lunch. You'll probably cut this in half or more. 
<laughs> right? Or dish of soda altogether. I guess PF change official said so dish of soda altogether. Save the calories, save the money, save your life. <laughs> right? I love that. I love that. Um, they're talking about they're talking about diet. They're not really talking about his budget. Um, go out weekends, not great, but not the worst. You should definitely consider cutting weight back, especially if you're noticing negative effects of it in your life. But even if you're not, um, once again, people are, so this is, this is, okay. I know this is a post about money, but I have to add this side note. I encourage everyone in anyone and everyone to give sparkling water a chance. Um, once again, you know, people are going to comment on what they know. So uh, I'm more addicted to sparkling water. Okay. Sparkling water comments. Um, I have a buddy who's always ate out because it was convenient. I ended up staying with him after I separated. I don't make nearly as much as he does. So I cook one day. He saw a receipt on the counter and knows the difference and changed his ways. Now he loves saving the money by eating at home home so i mean let's get back to my analysis because this stuff is kind of talking a little bit about health which is fine i definitely get that that's going to be an element of it but let's go back to i'm gonna give my little two cents about what's going on here so as you can see the the feedback is all over the place you know a lot of people want to focus on the food aspect or sparkling water aspect or substituting soda and this is what I mean by be careful what you get on the internet because he basically was making a comment about his life and sharing a success story and then people kind of picked it apart and turned it into something totally different. And having a financial advisor or somebody who really cares about you can kind of see that. So I guess I want to show the disparity between people who may have your best intention in mind and people who just kind of want to hear themselves talk. So... um I just want to say that I do love this story. Um, it isn't just about the savings for me as well, but it really was about the self-awareness. So it wasn't about the dollar signs that he was saving that I loved so much. It was the self-awareness and the accountability that I kind of want you to hear or, or to read in this story. This young man has the right mentality. He didn't say he stopped eating. He didn't say he only eats nasty food. He didn't say that he never goes out again. These are extreme lies that we tell ourselves when we have to budget. We feel that the pleasures of life will be stripped from us. This man had the intelligence to say, you know what? Something is wrong here. I'm spending money I could be spending on real pleasures, but instead I'm spending it on the convenience of this perceived pleasure. Now, this young man has a smaller budget to work with, obviously, but... Let's imagine he has the same income as you. You're making nearly a million dollars a year with you and your spouse combined. You have a few million between your savings accounts and your 401ks. But for some reason, it feels like you're living paycheck to paycheck or, or pretty much close to it. The reason is because there are nice to haves that are eating at your discretionary income. Now, I've explained this before, but there's a difference between needs to have and nice to haves. This young man took his need to have which is rent, electricity, and other essentials. And the other half, or, or most, was going to the nice-to-haves. I mean, it's nice to go out to eat, right? It's nice to have someone deliver food to your door. It's nice to just drive up and get a quick meal. 
but these are nice-to-haves. And the irony of it is that most people don't even work that hard to be tired to cook at all. Now, if you have a physical job, latency, men, postmen, warehouse workers, etc., I can understand. You know, those are very labor-intensive jobs, and after a 10-hour shift, standing in the kitchen for 30 minutes may not be at the top of your list. But even then, that's where planning comes in. Because you don't want to work hard just to have the convenience of someone delivering your food. It's like, okay, I'm working hard, I'm getting tired so I can have somebody deliver my food. That doesn't make any sense because if you can cut out the convenience, make more money, you wouldn't have to work so hard so you can actually relax and do the things that you want to do. That makes sense. So you have to set your priorities to a higher standard if you're ever going to change any of your actions. When you decide in your mind that in order to get the bigger house, to get the luxury vacation, to buy the new car, when you give up the convenience of food or the simple pleasures that you're spending your money on, you will do it. But as long as the convenience of good food is your only goal, you'll continue to do the things that maintain your lifestyle. This young man figured it out early and should be applauded because he figured it out in five months instead of 20 years. So here are three key takeaways as I wrap up. One, you want to divide your expenses into nice to haves and need to haves. Unfortunately, getting food delivery is something nice to have. It's not something that you need to have unless you are sick rehabilitating from surgery and you cannot get up and cook yourself right two and then let me make this point too that the exceptions do not negate the rule okay so there may be some circumstances where it works maybe time constraints things of that nature but when you're making it a habit that you're constantly on your phone ordering food instead of going out there getting it yourself that becomes a nice to have number two make a list of things you're willing to trade off to reach your goals That could mean trading four days eating out for two home-cooked meals. Three, do it for six months and see how much money you saved and evaluate if you need to trade off more or if you are well on your way to success. The idea is to point the direction of your finances to prosperity and away from poverty. Now remember, society is not charging you for the things you buy. They are charging you for the convenience. Once you realize that, you will see what you buy totally different. Well, that is it for me. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Uh, if you have it, make sure you get a free copy of Four Biblical Principles. Every Christian should know about generational wealth and finances. You can go down to the website, www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash resources or backslash podcast. Um, they're both there for you as well. So go there, um, download the free gift, join our mailing list where we have information like this three to five times a week where we really engage and give you the answers that you're really looking for as far as your faith and your finances and concern. I'll talk to you later. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, 
a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah won't Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.